at the Sportcology Institute, we teach coaches, athletes, and parents to have a clear understanding of how to have a firm grip on life, explaining that your left hand represents you and your right hand represents your world. Each digit on each hand represents an interlocking component with the other hand, and at the top of your grip are your thumbs. And the one on the left represents emotional balance, and the one on the right represents relationships. If you're going to be the best of the best of the best, you will have to learn to balance relationships with everyone because they can upset you emotionally so quick. The communications we have with those we interact with never ends when the conversations we have are over. We are here, and we hear and see. And what we hear and what we see echoes in eternity. So being clear about what you hear can create fear or cheer in us. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope you will tell everyone to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate and review us, and become an 831-er. Somebody that lives their best life because you were inspired to help someone else live their best life. Well, there's no days left before the 32nd Olympic Games in Tokyo are going to happen. And let's hope they do. And the 32nd day is now in place for the 16th Paralympic Games. So we're not far from there either. But we hope you will watch and support our teams. Human beings say more words to themselves than anyone else. No surprise there. But what others say is repeated thousands of times inside our heads. In other words, what you heard somebody to say that bothered you, you're still thinking about and saying it to yourself. These two are linked together because even before birth, you are in relationship. Those closest to us are our parents and siblings, relatives, and then depending on your family's priorities and your focus of other things that you do, from neighbors and friends and schoolmates and teammates. It grows to authority figures you interact with in coaching and teaching and finally working. Learning to get along with people is a skill you must develop if you're going to be your best. We teach here at the Sportcology Institute that you have to have a team of people around you and you choose that team. And those people around you have to be those that inspire you, not distract you from your best performance. Studies have been done, and it's said that if you want to see where you are going, look no further than the five closest people you are in relationship with. And it will reveal if you are growing or just showing up to keep one of them growing. With this, the last days before the opening ceremonies begin, all the voices are screaming at you as an Olympic athlete unless you have learned to manage your relationships both inside your head and outside of your head. The Olympian is in the arena and must be in charge of what they are focused on because we all move in the direction of current dominant thought. If you have a close relationship with someone, the depth of your relationship is based on whether you are in their ship and they are on your ship. That's how relationship works. You both have to be on the same ship together, rowing together in the same direction. Is it just when you have fun? When you are working together? When one of you has a need and has to be taken care of? Or does it go much deeper? The best of the best learn to park relationships until they can deal with them because they know they don't need that distraction during the games. It is vital that you learn to be in relationship with those you are responsible for and with so your focus can be clear. 
If you're the Olympian, you must be on the ship of those you need to perform, and they must be on your ship, and it is clear what you are going to do and be moving in that direction. The communication between those closest to you as you are about to perform is key to performance. I didn't take phone calls, read letters, listen to telegrams, unless it came from a trusted source that knew what and how to say it. The mind cannot focus on the reverse of an idea if an emotional trigger is going to fire. So the words that should never be used start with the following. Whatever you do, don't. Or don't do this. Or did you? An Olympic athlete is so intense by this time of the games about to begin that every move they make must be in the direction of what you desire only. Some athletes refer to these things as the demons in their head, and if they haven't dealt with them, they can disable a performance before they step into the arena of performance. If you are under pressure and you wonder sometimes why you can't perform the way you know you can or should, take note of the conversations you are having with yourself and learn where they are taking you, and then retrain them and redirect them, and your performance rate will dramatically change. Betsy Clifford, a Canadian alpine ski racer, was youngest athlete at the time to compete in the 10th Olympic Winter Games in Grenoble at 14 years of age. She finished 23rd in the downhill. In 1970, at the World Championships in Valgardina, Italy, she was preparing for the giant slalom and received some disturbing news from home. The coach of the Canadian team at that time was Peter Franz and knew Betsy and knew how good she could be. At supper the night before she was ready to perform for the giant slalom, she was really upset and Coach Franzen did a brilliant job of coaching her and pointing her towards why she was there and turned all that hurt and pain into focus in the course and on her run by getting her to focus on what's important now so she could own that moment. When the day was over, she was the youngest world champion in giant slalom at 16 years of age. She had won. Betsy continued in her career, winning silver in the World Championships four years later in Downhill in St. Moritz. In between those two, she won three races in 1970 and 71, accumulating enough points to win the Crystal Globe in slalom on the World Cup circuit. Betsy won the Giant Slalom National Championships eight times in Canada and inspired a new group of women, alpine skiers, in Canada, culminating with Kathy Kreiner becoming the Olympic champion in Giant Slalom in the 12th Olympic Winter Games in Innsbruck. Her older sister, Lori Kreiner, finished fourth in the 11th Olympic Winter Games with me in Sapporo, Japan, in giant slalom in 1972. If you want to know how upsetting saying the wrong words at the right time can do damage, there's a simple exercise you can do as you are listening to this podcast. And I hope you will never forget this little exercise. This will show you the damage that can be done in what you think and saying the wrong words or the right words even at the wrong time. And you will do damage to someone else unless you have a close enough relationship with them and them with you to be on their ship in a pressure filled moment. Parents make this mistake every day with their kids and don't realize it. Employers make this mistake with employees every day. Authority figures escalate or de-escalate a situation with what they say. Friends do it to friends, husbands and wives, partners. Every one of us does it. We don't realize the power of our words, the power of a look, the power of a glance. Then it takes weeks to repair the damage. At the Olympic Games, it's too late. Fold your hands the way you would normally. 
put your hands together like you've got your hands folded together. One hand will be the dominant hand on top. Now, re-grip it with the non-dominant hand on top. Notice how funny it feels. How uncomfortable is that? Notice how awkward it feels. How unnatural it is. How many of you have quickly changed your hand back the other way because it felt so odd? One word, one line, one look, one glance, even with someone you are in close relationship with, can knock that person off kilter. At the Olympic Games, under pressure with the whole world watching, you have to have people on your team that know what to say, when to say it, or to say nothing at all except encouragement. If you don't know what to say, at least be encouraging. My quote for the day, who you are doesn't hold you back. What holds you back is who you think you are not. If someone says the wrong thing and all you can think about is what you're not and you can't get off that, trying to be who you're supposed to be in that moment becomes an impossibility unless you know how to change that. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet.